Hi guys, uh, we're back with another episode of Double Digested, a Riverdale recap podcast. I'm Jonathan. I'm Rebecca, and um, as per Mayor McCoy's advice, we had to find someone <laughs> to add who was skinny and beautiful, but oh not more skinny and beautiful than us. <laughs> oh, thank you. So we brought in Lanny. We do have a guest today. Say hello, Lanny. Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me on this. Of I'm course, of very course. Very excited. We're recording live from like a different yeah, we've, studio. We've this time. upgraded to a different public library that's a little bit easier to get to. So, guys, if this wasn't an advertisement for. Toronto and it's many wonders like I don't know what is like two different public access recording studios with some helpful staff yeah with some helpful reluctantly helpful staff maybe a little too helpful (laughs) yeah yeah on Uh, the verge of strangling multiple members yeah we got some grimaces but an hour and 10 minutes later we've kicked it off so um did anybody have any notes they wanted to give or how was your week guys like what's Uh. up it was fine. I like don't even remember. Yeah, my week was the last three days was watching all six episodes <laughs> of this show. Oh That's because, a good week. Yeah, because I don't know. The listeners obviously don't know. I was super reluctant to start the show. I was like a big Archie comics fan as a oh, kid. Wow. Okay, cool. Um, and I was like very hesitant because I had heard Jughead hadn't eaten a burger yet, and that alone was like, no, I'm yeah, not doing this. I can't commit to this show. That's the that's cliffhanger. Actually, that's what keeps everyone coming. Yeah, back. that's the true mystery of Riverdale yeah. is when will Jughead eat a burger? And for I don't even know why I started. I was I guess I was just bored. And I was like, I'll give it a go, and right off the get go, I was hooked. So that was my week. That's a pretty. That's, pretty that's a great way to spend your time. Yeah. Um, I have one of those stories that's like super embarrassing. So you feel like you have to tell people to kind of like redeem yourself. Okay. Um. On Friday, I was leaving work, and I my mom texted me and asked me to get, like, bring her, like, groceries. So I was like, hey, whatever. So I went to the grocery store to pick up, like, eggs for her. And I had, like, a dozen eggs. And she was also like, oh, can you get, like, chocolate chip cookies? But I was at, like, a convenience store, so they didn't have them. So anyway, so I went to this weird, like, crunchy granola health food store near my house that I truly resent and, like, pray every day they go to business. Oh, my God. I went in there to get the carrots and hummus for you. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, did you get a weird vibe? Oh, my God. She, the, the the cash register lady was, like, very... Because I made a joke. She said, you look like a friend of mine. I, when you walked in, I thought you were my friend. And I was like, oh, I've, like, sneak attacked, hugged, like, people in the library, like, five times. Like, I get that. Yeah. And she was like... You have? <laughs> That's weird. And I was like, oh yeah, my they're god. Like, they're all really like weird, like fake, quirky, like... Is this fake. a big store? Or no, it's like a tiny store okay. and I've never seen a customer in it and everything they sell is super specific. Right. So it's, so like I went in there to look for chocolate chip cookies, which was so stupid yeah, because no, they don't no. have that. That's a doom. And doomed. Yeah. So like walk to the end of the store and all I see is like, like stevia and like agave syrup and moon dust or what all that stupid shit so like i kind of rolled my eyes and walk out i wasn't like rude to anyone i was just like in my own head and then i'm convinced that the woman who was behind the counter like did some weird voodoo thing because she was with her manager and they both glared at me and then like i walked 10 paces and actually wiped out on the sidewalk and ate it hard (laughs) and this is like on the concrete and my chin broke my fall 
Oh my god, so you and, actually messed with the wrong yes, witch. Yeah, I actually got <laughs> fucked over by, like, these guys. Oh and the eggs swung over my head oh. and, like, sandwiched against my body between me and the concrete. I literally oh, shattered. No. And the shells created shards and ripped through the bags and exploded all over me and the ground. So I was covered. In, like, Follow-up question. Was anyone around? Did okay, anyone see this? There were at least five people within, like, a ten meter distance not a single person came over it's kitty genovese all over again it was, it's broken window theory it was super fucked and i was like i was in such shock because i didn't know what to do so i just like put my headphones back in no. and like played ron and beverly and like ran home yeah. because i was so like traumatized and i and i like gave my mom the eggs and she like what was left of the what eggs. was left of them which was three three out of a dozen <laughs> And so that tells you how traumatic it was. And she just, like, grabs them and starts washing them. So I'm like, okay, cool. And then I go to try to, like, lie down on the couch. And, like, I just... Oh, my God. It was so... I just, like... There was blood everywhere because I didn't look at my face. And I was just so, like, in shock Uh, that I wanted to be asleep. You were shell-shocked. Yeah. And then she just... Yeah. It was... I was literally shell shocked, and it was just a disaster. <laughs> this is turning into like a morning zoo radio show. And then I couldn't like I couldn't open my mouth more than like an inch no. or two, so I had to like drink my dinner. It was it was a real like peek into the insight of what life will be like after eighty. I fucked up my jaw on a log flume, and for like a year after what that, is a log flume? <laughs> like a log ride, I couldn't oh, okay. open up my mouth all the, like very wide after that. And one time, I was like saying that to someone, I was like, "I have like locked jaw, I can't open my mouth past this." And he said, uh, "Like all Jewish girls say that." Wow, <laughs> wow, yeah, that's kind of dark. There's a lot behind that. Yeah, comments. it's a loaded statement. And also, he's gay, which is the, so like, it was, so he's like an it wasn't coming from a place, no, but also, he's very, he's very, he's Israel on campus, okay. the whole thing, so but it was, I know, I set it up as way darker than what it was, it was just yes. like a very catty mark by, like, a gay, okay, like, I was picturing, oh. like, a straight, like, non-Jewish, I, so I was thinking he's, like, in a biker game. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's in the South Side Serpent, yeah, yeah, exactly, nothing sounds better on a microphone than South Side Serpent, yeah. nothing, oh, yes, uh, speaking of the serpents, shall we jump into the episode, yeah, so this, um, episode is called Faster Pussycats, Kill Kill. And we know that every episode is like a reference to something, Heart of Darkness, In Cold Blood. The next the next one that's coming up is called In a Lonely Place, which I'm really excited about because that's one of the best film noir movies. Oh, okay. And like went a over very my random one yeah. um, where Humphrey Bogart was, I'm pretty sure he like was sleeping with the director's wife like on the set. <gasps> Damn. And he was like. Cucked. Ooh, it was a whole thing. Topical. Anyway, I'm sure that's what this episode's gonna be about. But this week was Faster Pussycats Kill Kill. No idea what the reference is. I like could not tell you. But we also didn't look it up. Yeah. <laughs> so it sounds like something we probably all know, but I couldn't place it. It sounds like something a Bond villain would say to his like women henchmen. It sounds to me like something you'd see like when you go to Thailand and they have their shirts in English that almost makes sense, oh, but yeah. they don't. <laughs> it's like Broken happy English. fun time now. Oh my god, <laughs> that's um, probably it's it probably that. It's probably yeah. a Thai T-shirt. Um, but so as per usual, we open with a classic narration from Jughead. And this week... This week's episode, the theme of the episode is fear. He makes the great observation that people get scared. Yeah. (laughs) And I love this smart little setup where he's like, we're still scared that 
the boogeyman might be under the bed. And just then, in flashback, Polly says to flashback Betty, mom won't let me stay in your room with you, which is like, Mm -hmm. Alice Cooper's the boogeyman. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what we're all... And I also had to wonder... Oh no! This what it was last week's episode where mm-hmm. I was wondering if Jughead is straight up narrating Cheryl Blossom's dream. Like, what was the diegetic tangle? Uh, yeah, I feel like there's still something that we don't know about how Jughead knows what he knows because he's offering insights that he shouldn't know. Six cents. Six cents. He's dead. How he's is dead he writing this book? Like, <laughs> he has like not a lot of details right now. He knows like weird points in the plot, yeah. but like I don't understand how he's writing this whole book yet. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be one of those things where at the end, they'll be like, Riverdale is the book, and Jughead is just writing it after having, like, absorbed everything, but the show was, like, trying to trick us into thinking they're happening at the same time. I think he writes the words end, and it closes the cover, and we see it's full-on a double digest, (laughs) full cartoon. Oh, that would be In the same animation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. So, anyway, so this week's about fear. And, and Betty is that girl who still uses her nightlight. Like, we oh, didn't even course, need to see that to know course. that. She probably also has, like, a bedpan under her bed. <laughs> I actually, this episode, and, like, I'll get into it as we go through it, but just, like, solidified the distaste I have for Betty Cooper. Mm. Okay, I'm going to drop a person name okay. of a person. Tamar is Team Betty. Oh, Tamar, friend of the show, by the way. <laughs> I've got a statement. So I came into the show fully biased towards Betty because... I was like, of course. Well, because she's the chill girl love... who can hang. Yeah, exactly. In yeah, Archie Comics Betty is the better. She wears was... a baseball tee. She's doing the whole thing. Mm-hmm. The first few episodes, I was fully like still on Team Betty. It may have just been my bias mm-hmm. going into it, but like now I've. I sort of hate her, but also I want her to be in every scene because there's always something bad happening when she's in a scene. And yeah. I think she's genuinely a really good actress. She yeah. is really good. She is a good actress, but she's the way that they're making her act is driving me nuts. And like to the point that I enjoy seeing her character like in pain. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean that in like a totally non creepy well, way. Well, she's the Hitchcock blonde. <laughs> yeah, like she that. is. She's straight up Grace Kelly. She actually looks like a print copy. Yeah. Um, so, so anyway, so one thing I noticed in this opening scene is that Betty is 18, and her mother is still putting her laundry away. Mm. Point one against well, Betty's Betty. Well, 15. For this... They're sophomores. Okay, fine. 15, but still, like, yeah. she's sitting in her bed, like, what is she? She was, like, playing on her computer, like, Probably, writing in a notebook or something. Yeah. And her mom's, like, coming in and folding her clothes. I just I just wanted to jump into the TV and, like, shake her. But that was such, like, a specific, like, of course this is their relationship. Could also, also be Alice is, like... That's her way she, in. Yeah, you yeah. know? Like, oh, I'm snooping in her room. I noticed something in this episode that has been true throughout the whole series, which is that Betty's bedroom is, like, not a safe space for her. It's always being intruded. Like, with Jughead, it's, like, fine. But mm-hmm. in general, it's always being intruded. Like, it's being breached. Like, when the mom comes in waving the sage around or when she, like, barges in with... You know, like, it's just... all She's always having a moment of sanctuary in her bedroom. Mm-hmm. And then her mom or sometimes her dad comes in and, like, makes it such an aggressive space where she's, like, trapped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. a good thought. And it's weird because that's not how they frame, like, we haven't even seen Veronica's room. Cheryl's yeah, room is, true. Like, so big, there's, like, space for her to, like, spar with her mom if she comes yeah. to, like, pull her hair I, or whatever. I feel like Cheryl's mom just, like, stays in the furthest part of her house from Cheryl And at we all know times. that her grandma sleeps in the shadows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the shadows of Polly's bedroom. Yeah. Um, so then they're having breakfast. This, I had a huge issue with this. Tell me. Shoot. Who in high school 
Correct me if I'm wrong. Invites okay. a friend over for I, breakfast. I literally have verbatim in my notes who invites someone over for that's breakfast. That's not a thing that's that happened ever. 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 Maybe brunch. Maybe lunch. <laughs> even yeah, lunch. Like, even if I get a lunch invitation to someone's house, I'm like, what? That was like full elementary school if you got invited over to lunch somewhere. Like, that's not yeah. what I can do. Yeah. 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 Like, who sits down and is like, oh, mom, I invited this fringe friend of mine for breakfast. And but, she knew so early on in the day. Yeah. Like, she made the plan the night before. But the same way that um, last week when she said to Tad or whatever his name was, like, it's a date. And then she was like, not really. It's a recon mis- mission or whatever. Like, they planned it as a recon mission. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I guess, like, Alice Cooper is just, like, so uh, divorced from normal human behavior that yeah. she does not see this as suspicious. Right. This yeah. is a weekend, right? This, no, it's a school day. Is it a school day? I think it was a school day. I think we're, like, led to believe that the next scenes at the school are, like, at the school. What's at, the next Yeah, no, because immediately after, they're in the Blue and Gold office. Yeah. Oh, right. Looking I think we just have to, like, expect Betty's family's traditions to be absolutely bonkers. Yeah, I have a huge issue with that. Yeah, it, it creeped me out even more. Also, okay, so I came up with a really sad theory during this, because you see, for the first time, Jughead kind of, like, eating. Mm-hmm. And so we know if you, like, so I think the way that, like, this show is trying to adapt Jughead's character trait of eating all the time to his, like, dark and gritty backstory is that it's because he's a street youth. So every time he eats, he eats like Jughead. Oh, he eats like it's okay. his last meal. Which is kind of sad. That it is like sad. That, that would be that. really smart if that's yeah. what it turned out to be. Yeah, like maybe in the last app we'll get like a scene of him like having his first lunch and days. Eating a burger out of a dumpster. Burgers. Yeah. Oh, if no. we don't see him <laughs> eating a burger out of the Pops dumpster. <laughs> well, like... we can assume he will be eating out of a dumpster at oh, some yeah. point. Oh yeah, I feel mm-hmm. like most of what he eats is from a dumpster. Yeah. Um, liked his jacket though. Great taste for someone who lives in a films in like a back office. Yeah, as I mentioned before, I went to that that Persian brunch the other week where like all the hipsters in the restaurant were wearing that exact jacket. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to see. It is a nice one. Um, the only clothes on his back. Yeah, and of course Betty's mom is so gung ho to help Jughead find the bathroom, probably because she thinks he'll steal the silverware on the way. <laughs> and uh, and while she's while she's away, Betty takes a quick pick of her mom's checkbook. Yeah, so they're back to being kid detectives. Yeah, mm-hmm. which I love. Yeah, I like that. And then, okay, so there's a, I really want to promote um, a really good, like, the AV Club recap this week was, like, so, so good. I wish I remembered the name of the person who's, like, doing it. It might be, like, LaToya Ferguson, because I think her Twitter handle is LaFerg, and her thesis about this episode was, like, this episode is just, like, Archie's so stupid. Archie's so dumb. We knew this all along. This episode's, like... Archie's a real, like, just, like, dummy. Like, he's just a dummy. Yeah, yeah. And from this first scene where he's looking through his toy box and he gets oh, scared yeah. of the oh, mask. I actually was so over that. That, like, flash. Like, it was, like, the ring or something. That yeah. was, yeah. Also, like, that mask wasn't even scary. It was just poorly made. It was just, like, a creepy, it was like... like, a 1960s, like, wolfman mask. It was, like, yeah. when you watch, like, 100-year-old pictures of kids trick-or-treating and it's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what it, they all It was wore. just, like, creepy because it was old. Yeah. I, I had issues with that too. the The episode did like it humanized a lot of the characters. I found like Josie and like mm-hmm. really yes, like got into did, her backstory. Like we'll get into that when she comes yeah. up. But like Archie, it just like did not at all. Ugh, and I feel like dummy. they're really just showing us that Archie truly is like this two dimensional. He's a pawn. He's he's a literal like 
body and no brain that like exists so that other people can bounce their personalities off him. He might be something of a red-headed herring. Uh, okay. Well, I guess. <laughs> Watch, I bet you, like, the like the reveal in the last episode that Archie killed Jason and didn't realize he killed Jason. Like, I... he backed over, like, a gun with his car and, like, shot. <laughs> Honestly, probably. I thought it was a guitar. Like, I'm, that, yeah, I was practicing. That would be, like, I was saying this the other day, because he, like, everyone still is really a suspect, it's hard for me to imagine a twist like, the only twist would be, like, if Archie did it. Right now, the only twist I'm predicting is by the end of the season, Betty's parents are going to seem like good guys oh, and yeah. they're right. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. For they sure. will. They definitely that's, will. Because they're the building it so dramatically yeah. that they're so bad. Yeah, yeah. and it's going to be, like, they're the only ones who, like, actually care in this town about their children's mm-hmm. safety. Like, that's yeah. going to be... Mm-hmm. Well, we saw it with Alice. She was the only one who... Who gave a sh- shit about Grundy. Yeah, which yeah. was, like... You know, Fred probably should have cared a little more. He was oh, so yeah. nonchalant. He was like, like sorry, buddy. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's tough. Fred also in this episode will. Well, let's let's keep going. Yeah. So so next scene we're in uh we're in the city the school auditorium and who else but Kevin. I love that Kevin runs the I know. Show. Kevin Kevin yeah. is leading auditions for the talent show. Um and for some reason the football team is watching them. And Heckling, just being, I don't know what Archie's relationship is to the football team. On the one hand, he's like the best player and like not friends with Jughead because now he's friends with Reggie and Moose. And on the other, they're like so mean to him. Yeah, it is a weird dynamic. Yeah, they need to sort that out. Also, okay, did you guys watch The Weekenders? Oh, yeah. Okay, no. so <laughs> the scene where he looks at them and he pictures the wolf masks on all their faces. Do you remember the episode of The Weekenders when Tino Tonatini gets recruited by like, it's kind of a cult and kind of a secret society? Yeah. And they all wear wolf masks. I and don't remember. Like, the, I do. Oh my god! I do. And it's like it's like, in a basement. They all have candles. Yeah. yeah. They make him walk across a plank. They tell him it's like a bridge. Like right. And they all wear That's wolf. Right. And they were all just like lame, like eighth graders. It made me think of like, it was like a cheap Donnie Darko or like a weird. Yeah. Like, do you remember that? Did you ever watch Saw? Okay, well, they have, like, this mask that's, like, a pig mask that, like, this chick just puts on and, like, pops out of bathtubs and it's, like, (laughs) and then it's, like, her in a pig mask. It was like that, but, like, lower budge, I thought. Yeah, so, anyway, they laugh at him and he gets too scaled. Yeah, and he gets a flash (laughs) of his, uh, his masks. Yeah. God, (laughs) he's so dumb. Um, his hair looked really good against the Kelly Green, um, curtain, though. Mm Mm-hmm, it did. That was, like, one nice thing. He looked great, but... Like, classic Archie, he chickens out and runs away. I just can't believe he's wasting Kevin's time. Yeah, he just, he has the emotional maturity of someone half his age. And it's like, every time I see it, I'm like, okay, of course. But it's also astonishing because he's supposed to be this, like, stable, talented individual. When, in fact, he, like, genuinely needs to have his hand held through everything he does. He is a giant baby. He's yeah. a, He is a huge baby. He's the biggest baby on the it's show. It's like if there was, like, the head of a baby on the body of, like, a really, really buff... Yeah. If it was like one of the toy, the evil toys from Toy Story. Yeah, yeah just exactly. That. Yeah, that's, that's basically such what a he classic. Is. He's yeah. like he shouldn't exist. Um, so then, like he drags another girl into his like vortex of like these girls only exist in his life to like hold his hand and like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was gonna. I didn't mean to jump in. No, I couldn't. Please. I couldn't remember the order of the scenes when there's a scene where Betty and Jugger talking in the newspaper that's yeah. coming up okay that's after okay because I, I have another issue with that much oh, it's will... in the same vein as the breakfast issue oh we are 20 minutes in and we are at one tenth 
three okay, visits. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> yeah. sorry. Continue, continue. So, so while while jumping now to that scene, unless Rebecca, you. Oh yes, I do want to say one thing. Um, that I think the motif of this episode. Sorry that like this week I'm all wacky theories. Like I don't know. It's okay. I love it's good. I the no listeners theories. need it. Okay, the motif of this episode is cats versus dogs because mm-hmm. dogs are the wolf masks and the jocks and sports for Archie mm-hmm. and cats are the pussy cats oh, and like I like it that, is that reminds me of that like movie from like 2002 which was literally just called like dogs versus cats or whatever oh, that what a, what a, film a classic that was. we live in a great time guys <laughs> um so on to the next they're in the, the yeah, newspaper in the room this okay I think you guys mentioned this last week I've listened to one of the episodes Aww. while I was working so I, I wasn't 100% focused mm-hmm. But Sleuthster, this fake Google. Oh, yeah. It's a, fake Google. So have you guys seen Get Out? Where she uses yeah, Bing? Yeah, yeah. I thought she that was part Bing. of the joke. That's my limit. Like, yeah. using Bing, fine. I get it. Like, eight people in Brandon, Manitoba probably use yeah. Bing. Yeah. Fine. I could see it happening. Sleuthster, and it's not just that it's made up. It's the logo takes up 90% of the screen. <laughs> like, my TV it, was Sleuthster. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like... It's not even just Looster. Every time they text, it's this this weird app. Like, what phones do they have? Why can't they just have like a nondescript? Why does it have to be like an overtly like it crazy? It further is my theory that Riverdale is a town stuck in the mists of time, mm. and that's why for seventy five years they have been teenagers. It's true. <laughs> yeah, it, well, mean, that would... that's why their bodies grow up and their heads stay, <laughs> stay the same age and their maturity apparently. Yeah. So using Sleuthster... <laughs> yeah, that's right. I had to get Jug- that Jughead and chest. Jughead and Betty are researching Polly's institution, which we learn is called Sisters of Quiet Mercy. So creepy, which is very creepy. Yeah, and it looks creepy when we see it. It too. really does. Yeah. And there's just so many creepy looming crosses everywhere. It's like they did a really good job. Yeah, yeah. it was very like American Horror Story Asylum. I also, like how the Blue and Gold Office is kind of serving in this show the purpose of like the school library in Buffy. Mm. Like mm-hmm. it's like the little like headquarters where yeah. they go to do their. We life. haven't had a full like in Buffy. We get the full like the whole cast is in there a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Usually it's Betty the... and Jughead. Yes, and whoever they drag in. <laughs> My sister's uh, gonna record the Real Housewives of Toronto. If you guys are interested, that, I was just, plug. I was indoors. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so they're in they're in the office looking into this uh, this place, and apparently it's for quiet reflection and servitude. So we definitely get that mix of insane like, religious facility. injection. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then they're having lunch outside, and I love how they're like halfway, like they're like deep into their conversation when Archie's like, "What are you guys talking about?" And they like, <laughs> lie to his face, like the fact that they like trust that he's dumb enough they could talk about it in front of him. Yeah. Oh, they could do it. He is so dumb. Yeah, he's real. The more dumb. we talk about it, when I hear it again, as opposed to like being invested in the episode, you realize mm-hmm. he's dumb. Oh, he's so dumb. It's just and just a big lug. And I don't know if you guys also enjoyed this, but Jughead was eating Cheetos in this yeah. scene in a way that I just thought was so satisfying to watch. Like. It just looked like a good snack, and it felt nice to see him, like, nourished. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I felt like someone had given him that, and it was his first, like, snacks since breakfast. Oh, yeah. Real neat. Betty bought lunch and oh, gave him definitely. a side. Yeah, he, he, gets, he gets the girls' chips, for mm-hmm. sure. Because yeah. mm-hmm. it's cheerleading season. Um, we also get a reference. They, they call, Jughead calls them the Scooby Gang, which was really yeah. cute. Mm-hmm. It's that like an cute. overdone reference, generally, but it's still a it cute works here. thing to exist. Yeah. And then Veronica comes in because he's worried that he won't be able to perform in the talent show because his stage flight is yeah. so bad. Stage flight. <laughs> his stage flight's so yeah. bad. 
And then Veronica comes in and she calls her, herself a certain Veronica ex machina. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was watching that with my dad and he goes, ex machina? And I'm like, yeah. Right, and this is one of two times it like bookends the episode where Veronica in the Archie plot refers to herself as a plot device in Archie's life. I'll say at the end she calls herself a mea culpa. She's like, yeah. I'm going to oh, yeah. deliver the mea culpa. Like, so she's just fully aware. Yeah. I that- still think she and Kevin are the ones who are like, blogging the show as oh, that's the, the that duo is so great yeah like it's so good they and she good sort of has she's good. almost like a duo with everyone she's like veronica and betty veronica and archie veronica and kevin mm-hmm. but like the veronica and kevin one i think is like you're not too focused about the murder at that point it's just fun i'm yeah. happy that he um gave like got over his grudge against veronica in episode two for wronging betty and like kind of like traded up yeah, because that could have yeah. been, I was saying this again to a friend, if the Veronica versus Betty thing was really played up, we wouldn't have a lot of Veronica and Betty scenes, which would have really hindered the show. Yeah. So I agree. If Kevin didn't get over it, we would have had more Betty versus Veronica and yeah. it would have changed it. Yeah, I think the single cherished. smartest decision of the show, besides the lighting, <laughs> so nice, um, is the not do, not bothering with the Betty Veronica. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally agree. Also, because it's only a 10-episode season, we're already six episodes in. Is that all it is? It's 10? I think so, and they haven't, like, had a falling out yet. So even if it happens at the end of the season or something, like, it's nice we got season one of this show without them, like, doing their, like, I want Archie. I I honestly feel like the show doesn't even need it. Like, they've been able to carry, like, the show without including, like, the quintessential Archie comic conflict in a way that's still interesting. For sure. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, so then Veronica says that she'll step in to help Archie stage fright and perform with him because she quote, sings like a nightingale, <laughs> which, okay. Love it. And also, um, that Kevin said it compromises his artistic integrity to let Archie into the talent show, which is such a shady thing to say to his oh, face. Oh, yeah, that whole scene, he's not happy to be there. But, like, hands down, Archie understood, like, two out of the ten cent words yeah. in that sentence. Yeah, and then, like, the whole yeah. time, Kevin is very, like, he has, like, an angry face the whole scene. He's, like, angrily, like, unscrewing, like, the bottle cap of his juice. Like, yeah. Yeah. Also, I do have to say, just because this is one of my pet peeves, Veronica says she'll be the bay to oh. her, like, you'll, I'll be the bay to your J or something like she that. She asked, be the J to my bay. Be the J to my bay. When people, okay, B-E-Y as an abbreviation for Beyonce is not pronounced bay. It looks like it is, but it is pronounced B. And because I, of the beehive. Because of the beehive, because her oh. name is Beyonce and not Beyonce, and because in her tour, she says to be or not to be, and the words the letters B E Y flash while she says B. So it is not Bay. And if I've never said that, it out loud, but I've always read it in my head as Bay. Yeah, well, Same. it's because it's become like a way to shorten Beyonce's name in the past like two years, and any time like and it came up at the same time as Bay B A E came up. Yeah, so everyone says Bay, but it. I just lose respect. Wow, this mm. is the one time Veronica has, like, missed up. Yeah, oh, yeah, that was, like, a big, like, she dropped in my ranks. Ooh. Yeah. Um, so, next we're off to uh, the Pussycat, pussycat Doll practice. rehearsal practice. Yeah. The Pussycat Dolls? <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Pussycat. <laughs> I think I wrote that in my notes. Oh, no, the Pussycat Dolls? The Pussycat Dolls, yeah. So, Guess so Nicole what Nicole Scherzinger is up to? What? She what? was the voice of the mom in Moana. Really? really? hmm Honestly, Nicole Scherzinger actually like has decent star quality like i listen to her solo music yeah i don't know where she is i don't know well apparently in in Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah. yeah huh um okay so off to the pussycat practice someone want to jump in oh josie's just being a real b yeah yeah she's really taking things strong um 
And Mel has like one line, which is great that she finally has a line. Yeah. You know I what? I was just going to say, I did not know her name. Yeah. I don't think I knew her it's, name. It's Melody. It's uh, Melody? In the comics, it's Melody, and she's like an idiot and has this white blonde hair, and her speech bubble always has music notes next to it as if she sings everything she says. I'll be honest, the comic books, when because the, they had the like Josie and the Pussycat. And you like skip. Yeah, I was like, bad I couldn't get into those stories. Yeah. They were and always they, the same. And they had a version of Cheryl Blossom and Jason Blossom, but they like had like skunk hair. Like it was yeah, like different really, characters yeah, and like these rich main characters that. with huh. like skunk hair. It yeah. was like... They were like the middle section. I didn't need it. That and that Wilkin boy or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? And Lil Jinx. Lil Jinx is garbage. It was garbage, but I always read the Lil Jinx. Fair. Um, Yeah, I wrote, can Mel please pipe in more? (laughs) But maybe after that, I don't want to. And Josie's saying, I wrote this down, perform at 150%. Like... That's a lot. 110% is saying. Yeah. I don't think I've heard 150% before. Yeah. And you would much. know because sports yeah. is what you... Yeah, I'm into sports. And 150%, that's like, <laughs> no you're dying on the that. field or the ring. That's yeah. berserker mode. Yeah. That's, that's too much. Yeah. Uh, so then Val quits the band. Dramatically. Yes, she's she's done with it. She's had it. And we also find out this episode that Val writes all the songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, like isn't surprising because they need some skill for this girl to do so her departure carries weight like Josie is like she's like fine go and then Val like walks out the door and you see on Josie's face she's like oh, oh we're screwed. Yeah. but also because of the friendship oh yeah and friendship. Yeah. speaking yeah, friendship. of friendship <laughs> yeah right. then we're at Fred's trailer oh, oh yeah this was a lot and like I don't care about the plot it's signing a form to get the land that was the drive-in to make a thing and I just don't you knew it was coming though yeah this this was coming, and this also, like, could have just not happened, and I would not have cared. But but it happened. But it happened, and it becomes a fixture later on in the app. so... And so they... Um, she, I forget what she says to him, where she kind of, like, playfully, like, bats yeah. at his chest, and then her hand, like, stays there mm-hmm. for a beat. And then they start making out in the trailer, and, like, that is such a rude thing to do when Veronica brought you flowers that match her lipstick, which is what <laughs> she was doing. Yeah. And so she catches them, like, framed in the window. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What What do we think the situation... Like, obviously, Fred and Archie's mom are divorced, but, like, what... Well, oh, they're separated. They're, separated. they're not divorced. Oh, they're separated. Yeah. They're still married. And she's in Chicago, and she's Molly Ringwald, but we haven't right, seen her Right, we knew... Yet. I had so heard that. She will make an appearance. Hopefully yeah. a dramatic one. Oh, it'll be dramatic. Um, but... Yeah, so this is right right after Fred tells Hermione that he wants to woo the mayor. He literally uses the word woo, woo. and I hate that word because it makes me think of The Sims. <laughs> that he wants to woo the mayor. It's a and, very dad thing to say. It is. It really is. It suited woo. Fred Andrews. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, into the contract. So then I guess that just, that she's smitten after that. Yeah, and they're going to have the dinner party at her house because now like every episode's going to have one dinner party with like ulterior motives for everyone at oh, the table. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is fine. And I just wrote, this is a bad plan. <laughs> <laughs> and then he tells Archie about it, because that's what... Yeah, they've got a... He doesn't even tell Archie. He, like, asked Archie for permission, which I was like, no one in the show can be more pathetic than Archie, but then the person who's asking for <laughs> Archie's permission... Yeah, but, like, he's reached Archie's level. Yeah, it point. was... The Andrews family is just... So we go from, like, the most beta parent and child in Riverdale to the most alpha, which shows your mom. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know why I'm using all this like weird red pill like men's rights language today. I'm like, cuck, like, beta alpha. It's because I was no, listening to an NPR segment about Alex Jones. Oh, God. He's what? Like a. This guy who yells on the, the InfoWars thing. He's always like, everything's a conspiracy. And Trump like watches it. Oh, he loves it. it. <sighs> it's. Anyway, so, um, Josie. Um, so Josie gets talking to her mom about how they're going to deal with Valerie's departure. Right. And they also, her dad's flying in to see them at the show. Right. Her, and they don't want to let down her difficult father. And honestly, the parents of Riverdale are on a race to the bottom. Yeah. Like, oh, the parents <laughs> are bad. Yeah. It's a, bad. It's a wonder any of the kids turned out as like... The fact, even after this scene, she's not even the worst like of Josie's parents. Like, yeah. The only, thing, the only parent... The only thing that makes sense, like... A kid turning out like their parent is Archie because obviously Fred's a dumbass. Yeah, like yeah. dumb yields dumb. I get yeah. it, but like within Josie's family, like well, we'll get to her dad, but her mom says that she needs to find someone skinny and beautiful to replace Val, but not as skinny as her, and also a woman of color. Josie, don't forget our branding. <laughs> yeah, so that was like so she's she's really in it for the image. They're also woman. like in her campaign headquarters in her house like the exterior of their house is huge yeah i was expecting to see this oh, is i thought be... that was the town hall i, thought that I was don't know office. i thought i thought it was you know what they all house. live in huge houses though except for jughead obviously the wealth is not distributed <laughs> fairly <laughs> yeah there's a yeah that's a whole other thing that yeah I, th- I thought it was the house too but honestly like so many buildings in this town look like like a library or like abandoned. I just can't see through all the fog. Like I don't know. Honestly, it's it's the fog. Um, So then we jump to Veronica and Hermione talking about uh, the kiss with Fred. Right. And this is another example. And this like of the parent like bending over backwards to find their kids like approval. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a weird reversal of like, why are the kids so in charge. Even later on where, like, um, the mom has to ask Veronica's permission and then forges the signature, that's a scenario that nine times out of ten in movies we're seeing a kid do with parents. Like, yeah. permission for, like, a whatever. Yeah. For, like, a trip or something. So, like, to see that revert, it is, like, super weird all throughout. Yeah, so the the millennials definitely have... Are they millennials? No, I think they're, like, Generation Z. Oh my god, that's so depressing. Okay, um, the fact that the fact that the generation below us has a name already. Yeah, no, well, that's since '98, like the oldest ones of that generation are like that's almost funny. twenty, I think. Yeah, that's insane. Okay, so the the people who are younger than us, the children of Riverdale were born after nine eleven, except for the Blossoms, who might have been seniors. But oh my god. That's terrifying. That's messed up. Like that. Honestly, those parents are probably younger than we are. I do like this scene. <laughs> I do like this scene, though, because I love seeing, like, the vulnerable teenage side of Veronica, and I think she plays that, like, really well. The actress, yeah. she's so good at, like, on the one hand, dressing, like... Veronica. Yeah, yeah, Veronica. Like, she's dressing like a corporate intern, and she's, like, giving all these, like, very wise lines, and she's, like, so caring to her friends. But then, like, we see these moments where she's, like, reacting to things the way a 15-year-old girl would. Yeah. And she's so like, but what about dad? And I just want... Yeah. 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 I kind of had the opposite reaction. I was like, this is a charmless moment for Veronica, and I hate <laughs> seeing her weaknesses. So, like, oh, to I see that Achilles it. heel, that, like... 
honestly, I mean, it makes sense. Like, okay, whatever. A 15-year-old is, like, affected by their parents' separation. You want perfectly but, new Veronica. Yeah, but I want her to, like, be completely unfazed and be like, bitch, I don't care. Like, yeah. go hook up with whoever you want. But Sorry, like, I missed a pun five stops back. Achilles heels. Um, <laughs> sorry Glad okay thanks dad <laughs> um yeah but so i thought that was like a little bit on veronica of her and just another drop in the ranks for this app for oh, i love those moments i disagree yeah i like i do like seeing the vulnerability vulnerability <laughs> Woo. but i also agree- i do understand where you're coming from you just want to see like the one form of Veronica that you like. Yeah. She's basically a comic book superhero. Like, yeah. at this point, they've made her a superhero. She's yeah. perfect. Oh, yeah, she swoops in. She's taken Riverdale by storm. Mm-hmm. It's a whole new place. She's She wears pearls in pajamas. She wears pearls in the gym clothes. She's always wearing, like, full pearls. Like, yeah, literally. she's like the hero that... What's that Batman quote that everyone always... Like, deserves yeah, needs. Yeah, yeah, deserves and needs and wants or whatever. Okay, so Hermione has to explain herself, and she's like, I promise, we only kissed once. I was like, okay, you're literally very pathetic right now. Please stop. Yeah, who, sa- who says that? Like, also, Yeah, also, don't like, go in the... Like, don't quantify the number yeah, of kisses yeah. to justify. And yeah. it was only for To her 15-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so next we jump to... Oh, Archie's most damning scene oh, to date. And this scene had the greatest line, maybe in the history of television. Oh, yes. When Veronica... So... No, you, you, you set no, it up. Set oh, it up for us. The, so, who's Archie in there with uh, Val? He's with Val, and they're rehearsing their, like, bland-ass song. Yeah, they say the same line, like, 15 times in a row. Mm-hmm. And Veronica comes in and is like, whoa, I thought I was your partner in crime for the big talent show that apparently is very big. Jug had said in the voiceover it's not just a talent show. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so there we go. So Veronica's furious Mm -hmm. and then the fight, the verbal fight escalates and she eventually says, yo, our parents are hooking up or I caught them and Archie's like, yeah, I know. Archie, like a rare moment of like, (laughs) I'm the smart one. (laughs) Archie knows something someone else does. And Veronica I can't even remember at what point in the fight this is, calls him a ginger Judas. <laughs> I lost my mind. I was like, yeah. this is it. She yeah. is like the greatest character ever. Yeah. I, ginger Judas. And I feel like we can always count on like a Roberto, I can't say his last name, Sacasa show to have like these sharp pointed insults. Oh, it was They're so always great. so on point. Um, but yeah, so then Archie, like, Ugh. okay, Archie, Archie in this scene, even though, okay, fine. One brownie point for Archie because he knows oh, something. The one point. But yeah. we immediately take away when he doesn't understand why it would be upsetting to Veronica that he would conceal this information or, like, disagree with her. And he's too dumb to understand that it should hurt him more. Yeah. Like, Sorry. And just to clarify, we're talking about the fact that he has started to re-rehearse with Val. It's not about the kids. And just didn't bother like, to tell Veronica. Was, and he was like, oh, well, you were, like, doing that just as a favor to me, right? Because everything that anyone ever does is just something, like, it has to be in relation to Archie. And then they're getting into this, like, real fight, and they're talking about their parents hooking up, and Val's like, I could go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then he's like, so what? Do you want your spot back? And Val's, and Val's like, right still there. there. Like, and, yeah, and they don't even... Did, did they even show, like, a shot of her face when no. he said that? No. Like, he's literally just a straight-up asshole offending both people, completely oblivious to, like, that his actions have repercussions for other people. And he's... And Veronica didn't just, like, do him a favor. She fully, like, pulled strings with Kevin. She, like, manipulated it. She, like, somehow, like... She did her Olivia Pope work. She, that she Olivia Pope the situation in her white pantsuit, and Archie literally was just like, "Okay, we're not going to sing anymore together. Sucks." 
And she's like, are you serious? I just also want to say, like, one thing, which is that um, I've been thinking a lot about Hogwarts houses as it pertains to the characters of Riverdale, because they're already so archetypal. You're on these theories. And, like, like, uh, oh, going crazy with the theories. And, like, the the one thing, like, people, just because of, like, the way colors look and how people dress, would be quick to be like, Archie's a Hufflepuff or a Gryffindor, and Veronica's a Slytherin. But no, because the one trait of a Slytherin is ambition, and, like, Veronica has not showed that. The only thing she does is care for friends. Like, Mm -hmm. girl's a Hufflepuff. Mm -hmm. If anything, like, a Ravenclaw, like, um bordering. Yeah. And like Archie's a total Slytherin. All he thinks I about agree. Is, he is a crab or a goyle. He's a Slytherin he without knowing. He's a crab or a goyle, right? He's a so crab or a goyle with just, a body. That's yeah. the only distinction, but he's dumb. He's he hurts others. And he just thinks about his music career. And he's selfish. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Fully. That's correct. So stupid. So stupid. Um, anyway, so our, so Veronica goes right to the um Pussycats rehearsal room. Oh, right away. Like there's not even like Nope. We don't like, even get an in-between exterior shot with Mark or anything. No, nothing. Yeah. Right in that rehearsal mm-hmm. room. And, Loved it. And straight from her entry, we go to a slow-mo shot of the three new pussy... Or the one new pussycat joining the, the other two. I love that it went hallway. on for like 20 minutes. Yeah, it was like... That was long. Yeah. It was real There's long. another scene like that later. We'll get to it, obviously. Yeah, but it was a great it was a great shot and a great moment of power that the Pussycats really needed to come back from their, their devastation of Valerie's loss. And also yeah. her thing about how she has a lot of aggression that needs channeling into something positive is a perfect blend of how on the one hand she's a teenager with teenage feelings, but on the other is like so self-aware and on top yeah. of it. Yeah. 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 It's the best of both Veronica's. Yeah. So now we move to the what is this called an asylum or the Hail Mary Secret Silence of Mary or whatever it's called <laughs> Hail Mary Secret yeah. Silence I don't know what it is yet the, 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 the whatever that place is where Paul Institute is. The, the Institute. place where like in Victorian times they like cut off the girl's hair and like harvested it for mm-hmm. wigs yeah yeah so we get to the that. And Jughead and Betty are exploring, trying to... They've taken the information they found in the checkbook to visit Polly. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it's run by nuns. And there's a, quote, garden of deliverance <laughs> where Polly <gasps> spends her time. Also, before they even go inside, and it's just them looking at it, being like, oh, this place is weird, Betty, like, adjusts her ponytail. I'm like, this is the Bettiest battle cry ever. Mm-hmm. Like, Loved going to war. That. Pulls the ponytail That is up. how she steals herself. It's yeah. like, if my ponytail is holding, I am holding. Yeah. It's like yeah. she can't walk into a place without a tight pony. Yeah. Um, but also, like, the front of this... Okay, fine. The front of this building looked a little old and scary. But when they got into the back of it, it was gorgeous. Yeah, it's a weird... Uh, separation yeah there. it was like it was like a huge estate with like rolling hills in a yard and I was wasn't like, foggy out that it day wasn't either. even foggy i was like where is this place and why yeah. is the rest of riverdale like so small and it's like a giant mansion i thought we're gonna find out that it like bore, like it just the blossoms funeral grounds just kind of become this oh like, yeah like this all, is their oh, guest yeah. house this is the yeah. blossoms guest house what is their thing called thornhill thornhill yeah this is thornhill <laughs> yeah. guest house um so yeah, I just have, where does this place get its funding? Um, <laughs> so Betty... Spotlight. Right. Yeah. Full spotlight. Yeah. Um, so, big shocker, we get a shot of Polly, and... We see even before Betty does. That, yeah. We, the, yeah. That she is with child. There is a bun in her oven, which I think you predicted last app, which is like, literally any time any woman gets sent anywhere for months at a time, there's a bun in the oven. Yeah. We've learned anything from TV. 
you found us. I remember she said that. Yeah. 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 And Betty, like, still doesn't get it. And she's, she's hugging her. Doesn't yeah, Betty's like, it. found who? Yeah, she <laughs> must hug with, like, a weird gap. Like, how does she hug people that she doesn't feel yeah. a human child? Yeah, she's like, it. did you just eat a big meal, found who? <laughs> um, yeah, but so we come to learn, as we probably could have put together, that Polly is carrying Jason's child, according to her story. Yeah. And that, according to Polly's account, the Cooper parents sent her away because, what, they were, like, ashamed of Because, quote, of course they didn't approve of a Blossom Boy dating a Cooper girl. Yeah, <laughs> real like, Romeo and Juliet Yeah, it's a real, like, a, when they're referring to themselves and their families by their last name, there's a complex. Oh, I'm all about that. They've yeah. got to do oh, that. Oh, I love it. It's full Starks and Lannisters. Yeah, it is, it is. Um... So what we get some flashbacks that we don't know reliable narrator or not if these right. are legit or. Mm-hmm. And we also get a little like they set up the conversation to make it seem like oh like there's a justifiable reason that Polly's here like she was just like thrown away by her parents and like she needs to be saved and then there's like a little moment like a glimpse of Cray. Where she's talking about how, like, where's Jason? Like, should we meet up? Like, let's go by the road and you catch a bus. see those patent Cooper crazy eyes. Yes. Which I love. Yeah. Which I love. Because without the that, the scene is just, like, dumb. Mm-hmm. It's like an art. It's the Archie of scenes without that. They needed that, like, oh, maybe the parents aren't wrong, which, again, like you were saying earlier, I feel like is maybe the end game. The Cooper parents are in the right. Mm-hmm. But seeing that little glimpse of, like, this woman's got some demons going on. Yeah. Also, our friend Lauren, who you know and you know, um, pointed out that in that episode, they like she says the friend thing of the show. How, <laughs> Sorry, I just saying that. How they like left the car over by the lost highway, and she was like, the, like as if Riverdale couldn't get any more Lynchian, yeah. like lost highway, it's like very hard Lynch. And the yeah. end of the episode, we get a shot that's like full lost highway payoff. Well, yeah. one of these episodes better be named after. Some sort of wild and hard. I think, you know, was one wild and hard? No, not yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, I could see that coming. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we got that great scene. And in Kevin the gets sent to the Sisters of Mercy, and it's called The Straight Story. Oh, <laughs> that'd be so good. I like that. In the, and in that scene, Polly's giving, like, her account of what the plan was, the getaway plan, right. quote, unquote. Right. Um, which we find out later on is at least partially true, based on something Betty and Jug find. Mm-hmm. So... But at the time, I remember when I wa- I've watched this episode twice now, so I could gather my thoughts. Mm-hmm. The first time I watched it, I didn't think anything of it. I was like, oh man, this is like, she's crazy. It was sort of like lost in that Cooper craziness. Yeah. But rewatching it, you're sort of getting, oh, maybe she's not 100% crazy, but you don't know. What is Polly? I don't know. Yeah, I had the same thing watching the second time. Yeah. Yeah, because you know what's coming. You're looking more for the details. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a scary nurse drags her away, which is, like, one of, like, 15 times in this episode where we, like, are subjected to watching um, Polly get dragged away. Yeah. yeah, we get the two cuckoo's nest guards coming in. Like, I think one would have got it. It's, like, an 18-year-old girl. That was so... Yeah, that was a little over the top, but I guess they no, need that. No, I liked this. it. And I think that this was, like, the way that the show tackled the campus assault issues in episode three. I think this is the show tackling, like conversion camps that yeah. American parents send their kids to which is like yeah. a real like every count is like straight up there were nurses in my kitchen and they dragged me away like it's yeah. like so scary yeah yeah, yeah that's and true. I don't think this is like divorced of that yeah at all no no I could definitely see that being the case mm-hmm. I, I mean I definitely get that vibe from Mary 
Tyler of Moore or whatever this church is called. <laughs> but anyway, so... That's what it's called. So on to the next. Uh, we get to, a, what is it, a pussycat doll? Part? Yeah, the rehearsing around? I Feel Love. It sounds so good, except it's so stupid that Mel's a drummer because it like so clearly is a drum machine, right? Like, am I crazy? It sounds like a yeah, drum machine. Yeah. It, They're it, doing it, a disco song with a, d- a drum machine. Mm-hmm. But she's got to be in the back of every scene. Yeah, because she, she does. might as well not be Maybe there. she's just like that good a drummer. Um, And I love it pans and you see Veronica standing there texting. Oh, yeah. No and, regard for what's happening. Yeah, happened. so Veronica is like a total Sharpay in this scene, and <laughs> Josie calls her out on it and is like, what's up? And then Veronica goes on this spiel about her dad and how he's locked up, and it's like, I have no sympathy for a white-collar criminal. I have criminal. so much sympathy. I do not. I was like, and, for, and for Josie's earth, reaction, like, women... how can Josie be such a, like, force in the beginning of the episode and then stand down to Veronica's like, I haven't seen my dad. Like Because it all comes from the dad thing. Yeah, but... she doesn't want to lose, she already lost Val, she doesn't want to lose Veronica. Oh, and also, like, with her, all of her shit, come, all of her, like, nastiness comes from the dad stuff, and I think with Veronica, so she, when she sees that in her... I mean, I... I guess, but like, I she, in the last episode, Veronica learns her dad's an ass, and she's like, "Oh my god, right. like he did evil." Uh, and then yeah, yeah. she also she was evil. like, "I haven't <laughs> spoken to him." And I thought she was going to be like in two years. It was three months. Like anyone who's gone to summer camp has been away from their parents. For I like didn't a- have I didn't have sympathy, but I did laugh a little because she goes on this whole rant, this whole spiel, and she cuts herself off. But like the story's done. She's like, oh, like this whole sob story. And she's like, oh, you don't care. But she's done the story. Yeah. And yeah, she finishes. Then she composed herself. Because she knows yeah, she can't like, go oh, on God, any longer. And she was like, you know what? It's not important. Yeah. And then we get like full. So maybe like Betty's not the only one with split personality. Because yeah. we see yeah. like usual Veronica come back in and like rein her back. And it's like, no yeah. girl, this like is not your image. She's, so, yeah. she's trying to be so aware of herself. Um, so then we're on to. Archie's practice garage. Oh, my God. Okay, uh, I'm an idiot with women, but you cannot say you've been in a mood to yeah, a woman yeah. when, like, yeah. Val, like... And it wasn't even, like, she said three things. She said, like, are you going to do that at the time of the show? we got to be on the same page. And Archie just is like, whoa, whoa, rein it in. What is wrong with you? Yeah. That's like, one he picked up from Fred. There's oh, a that reason is a total why his mom Fred. left. That's, yeah. like, that's like when people say, like... I'm not in a good way. Yeah. I was just like, this is such a like elderly expression. Can you? Yeah, Luke Perry's not keeping Molly Ringwald <laughs> around with that kind of language. Yeah, definitely not. Um, and Val's having second thoughts about performing with Archie because obviously she left a great act for <laughs> someone who's in a mood. Um, then we go back to the nunnery. Or I right, and the, Alice appears, and Alice. This Alice is Cooper. where the cuckoo's nest guards yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so Alice flies into this cuckoo's nest and yeah. grabs Betty and essentially tries to drag her out. Although we do get the confrontation or like run-in that we all are hoping for. And this is between Alice and Polly. And of yeah. course, I think, what is the guy, what's the dad's name? How? Uh, I've How? got issues with that guy it's, too. Yeah. Up. And he has some sort of like one syllable name. It's As like a full on, full on grown up Haley Jewel Osment, terrifying. Yeah. He looks like I don't know if you guys know who John Elway is. He's a quarterback for the Broncos. He looks like a fat faced John Elway. Really? Yeah. Huh. Interesting for our sports fans. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um I know that name from South Park. Yeah, yeah, Denver. There you oh, go. I was gonna say he was like a composer or something. John <laughs> Sounds like a composer's yeah. name. Um but yeah, so they they get they have a run in at this like Asylum. Foggy halls. <laughs> in the foggy yeah. halls. 
this this scene <laughs> I didn't I didn't get what I wanted from it. Like I, I thought that well, okay. So in the teaser from last week, we got a little shot of the climax of the scene. And I thought that was going to be, like, a low point. I really thought it was going to, like, crescendo from there. But honestly, it was just, like, Betty's mom being like, Ugh, Polly. <laughs> and then, like, the two guards being like, let's take her away. And her being like, Aah. Like, I thought, like, I wanted it to be a little bit more, like, subtle. Or, like, I thought it would be, like, again, like, more Blue Jasmine. Like, I just wanted her to, like, talk to herself a bit or, like... I'm going to be honest. I think the Polly actress, like, she was, like, well cast for, like, being that, like older sister I think she's bad oh I agree I have right here this acting is interesting in the scene in the garden <laughs> I was like is she just like is she a bad actress no, yeah like, you know, there was like someone with like a prompter or like a big card giving mm-hmm. her a line yeah it was weird I think I was so engrossed in that first scene when they're outside in her like brief moment of insanity that mm-hmm. I was like not focused on that but she did I think the writing for her was sort of bland as well yeah, yeah. but like yeah she's sort of just like the pawn and everyone else around her is moving. She's just like, so are you saying you don't know where Jason is? Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> and like, it took like 30 seconds for her to glean that Jason was dead. She was like, is Jason? And I thought she was going to say like, abroad or something. Like, it really, she really couldn't like put the pieces together. Yeah. And like, Betty's like pulling out all the stops going back to that scene again. She's like, swats her hands down, like grabs her shoulders, looks her in the eye, like three times. Finally, she's like, oh, you're trying to tell me something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I yeah I, I put I don't care for Polly's acting. So yeah, that seems it could have been a little stronger. Okay, jazz dinner party, jazz oh. dinner party, background music, more Twin Peaks because it sounds oh, real yeah. jazzy, but there was an excuse for it. And so. of course, there's weird costume choices with the the dad in a fedora, and we get that he's a jazz dad, but like, does he have to wear a it's fedora? It's like pork pie hat and Sex in the City. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a lot. Um, he looked like Yankee Doodle. And Fred says. Being a professional jazz man, you must be living your dream. And so you think that's the worst line in that exchange, but then the jazz man says, well, the real struggle is art versus commerce. So no, it was a worse line. Yeah. Like, it was just, it's just It awful. was like if dads wrote a show about dads <laughs> for dads. That's that this exactly whole scene. what that was. Dad channel. Yo, yeah. I, I would watch dad channel for yeah. a little a little glimpse of Luke Perry and jazz man, oh, yes. but not like a full scene about it. D-A-D TV. Um, and when Josie says that Val left the band instead of the dad like being like oh your childhood friend has like left that must be sad for my daughter he goes well she gave your act some much needed integrity yeah. rude yeah also what like integrity like no one knows who these in this situation yeah. if they're known it's like the Josie children. is known yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Josie and the Pussycats yeah and like we just get that confirmation too that like Josie's dad is just another ass just like her mom and that Archie doesn't understand that Josie's like short for Josephine and doesn't know who Josephine Baker is <laughs> right. that's like they just get that all out of the way yeah, and they... then there's a presentation I feel like we have to yeah, okay, so we'll, we'll put a pedal on it. So next we jump to Betty confronting her dad about Polly's cray behavior. And they're just, like, full-on gaslighting her. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, so chubby John Elway is all like, oh, you really think in a fantasy fairy tale land? I wrote, these are his lines in this scene. So, did you find what you were looking for? Dumb look to Betty. A motive? A motive for what? What? Betty, what do you think I did? Alice, and then blathering about Neverland. That's it. He's yeah. a dumbass. Yeah, he he was, should be Archie. He's Archie. He's Archie. He should be Archie. That's, that's the reveal at the end. He'll take off his mask. The whole time. Yeah. Um, Archie's wearing a fat suit. Yeah, so what we do pull away from this is that Betty's parents are maintaining that Polly 
is actually genuinely crazy and what she says is not to be taken seriously and betty's like please stop calling me crazy which is a reasonable thing to like ask your parents yeah Yeah. um so that's something to keep in the back of our minds and then so josie and veronica are grabbing food at pops because riverdale it's the daddy issue club Mm -hmm. the daddy issue club Clearly, they, like, didn't feed Josie at dinner, so, like, that's... And Veronica wasn't invited to her own house for dinner. Oh, no. Josie is, like, a female jughead. She picks up her scraps (laughs) when she can find them. She's a real street cat. Yeah, she is. Um, A street cat and a stray dog. Ooh, maybe they'll get together. That'd be a cute little twist. Um, I still think we're going to get the jughead asexual reveal, but we'll see. I think he's confused right now. Yeah, she's with... Um, so so they're having dinner talking about like Veronica's mom's relationship with Fred's dad because Veronica has no emotional maturity and Josie's like I know issues and I like that Veronica was like I just want things to go back to the way things were and I just want my mommy and daddy to be like together because I do I know you don't like when she's emotionally vulnerable and like yeah. acting like a 15 year old but mm-hmm. I like love it yeah, yeah. this so get- was I think a good time for that to be on display. Any and scene in that nighttime pops lighting is a good scene. I don't care true. what they're saying. And yeah. they do solidify their bond and like bond over their yeah. dysfunctional families and awful fathers. Um, so then we move to Archie asking Fred if he would be... So yeah, so the next is a scene with Fred and Archie. Archie doesn't know who Bob Dylan is. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's Luke Perry reaffirming he's a dad. Yeah, and Archie asks his own dad if he would be mad if he failed in yet another... Like, question that, like, a, like I feel like that's, like, when a four-year-old's like, do you love me to your parents, you know? I was just over that question. So stupid. I said, what is this conversation? Who would ask their parent that? This relationship makes me uncomfortable. I'm over these characters. Yeah. I don't know. They're acting like distant friends. It was weird. Um, so now we're with Veronica and Hermione. So many parents in this show. Do yeah. other shows have this many yeah, this parents? Is, it's like, there's, like, seven main characters and they each have two parents. So I feel like... It's yeah. a lot of jumping. Wait till Molly Ringwald gets in Oh, here. God. Um, so we find out that Lodge Industries named Veronica a legal officer when... What's his name? H- so we know Hiram's... Hiram. Hiram. Just a Hyman. We know Hyman <laughs> is a dick because he's just, like, making his daughter be, like, the fall guy for yeah. the shady company. Yeah. Like, awful. Um, but, and they sign the thing. Yeah. Well, Veronica refuses, but Hermione forges her signature and this is to give uh, Fred the contracts for the movie theater demolition everything's so entwined it is entwined it's like a real puzzle box um then we jump to Archie and Val oh um, yeah you jump in no this this scene it was like sort of un- I guess it's necessary to move it along but it was Archie letting letting as if he was controlling her giving Val advice to go back to the pussycats and he is like Again, he's so dumb. Like, so dumb. He goes, at one point in the scene when he's like, I don't want to be the guy to break up the Beatles. Valley should go back to the Pussycats. And she's like, who's going to sing with you? And he goes, I was born alone. I'll die alone. I'll sing alone. What yeah. are you talking about? Line, line of that. Episode. It's like, <laughs> what? They're like the posts of a person who just got Tumblr in like middle school. Yeah. You know what I, mean? I think he just learned what the word alone meant. Yeah. Or he hasn't learned who yet. who the Beatles are. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, he fully sure. doesn't know who the Beatles are. He's like, I don't want to break up. Probably thinks like the Supremes were the Beatles or something like that. Yeah. And the, so we get this... Of course, this Archie explanation of like a five year old, and 
He's in another one of... I put, like, where is Archie getting all these slim fit button-ups? Is, <laughs> is there a Zara in Riverdale or something? It's like, not even that they're slim fit. It's that he's so swole. Like, he's, he's very yeah, swole, he's but he also should be wearing, like, at least a size medium when he's wearing a size small. And it's very calculated. Oh, yeah. of course. He's got the tiny tie on here, too. Yeah. And then uh, Jughead, full-on Clarissa, explains it all. Ladder to the window of Betty's. Oh, boy. Oh, yes. And says, hey there, Juliet nurse on duty which I like because the nurse never gets re- never gets referenced nurse is a big part of that yeah play. you never hear nurse yeah Ethel would be cast as, as the nurse yes in the Riverdale production yeah oh for sure I think we'll be seeing more of Ethel too I have a feeling she'll jump back in well and Barb's a big get yeah yeah and so Ethel's he climbs coming. in through the window and plants a kiss on little oh Betty's head God. Mouth. Boo. <laughs> on little Betty's mouth <laughs> And uh, we get the the unveiling of Bughead. Right, and no, we don't have much Bughead. time. Let's all quickly talk about Bughead. Yeah, not. I give it zero out of ten. Really, I liked. Bughead. I'm not into it. Okay, uh, should we go like or dislike first? Let's do argument for and against four. Okay, um, I think that Bughead creates an, a balance between those. Like Jughead gives Betty the like intellect that she needs, and she <laughs> gives Jughead the like sense of actual like. Diminishes the sense of superiority to a point that he becomes tolerable. Mm, okay. Yeah. My argument is, did we not already have that as... They're like, sort of, they're the new duo now. They're almost like the they're Betty the and Monica. Plot. Like, didn't we yeah. already have that dynamic? Like, did the kiss really add anything to it? Like, not in this episode, obviously. Do we think it will add something to it? Will it lead to a Jughead-Archie fight and Archie realizes he loves Betty? And that's going to happen? Because then I'm for it. That's all I want, Archie and Betty. I think that's... Oh, so you're Archie and Betty? Oh my god, yes. That's, like, what I went into it for. I was like, that's the I mean, dream. I'm kind of hoping Grundy will come back and Archie and she will get back together. Well, I don't <laughs> that think she's gone awesome. for good. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm for Archie and Val. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I think yeah. he, she's going to, like, do all the job. Like, she's going to raise him up from a boy into a man. And then when he eventually <laughs> breaks up with her, the next girl will get the spoils of all of her hard work. Yeah. yeah. No, I oh, feel- I like Archie and Val, too. I'm not against it. I just mean Archie end, Betty's, end game is, that, that like... Is end game. I feel like Val is too smart to, to be wrapped up by Archie, though. Like, she's, like, too cool. Are not is. Is no one, like, yeah. cool at that school? Yeah. Yeah. Besides. There's a lot of cool kids. Um, <laughs> so they go to check out... Uh, Polly's alibi car, or they decide to go to check out Polly's alibi car, and then we flash back to the Pussycats and uh, Val. At the variety show. Yeah, oh, this no. is in the chain, the right. dressing room backstage before the show, and Val and Josie talk, and Val decides that she wants to come back in, and of course Josie lets her because she's the only talented one in the group. It's a cute <laughs> moment undercut by a 10 second product placement of like color cover girl mascara, which was like so poorly done. Yeah, mm-hmm. very weird. Yeah. And a weird moment to do that because usually put those moments in like non emotional stakes yeah. scenes. Yeah. And also hanging off of um, the mirror was a black and red feather boa, which leads me to believe there is a Cheryl Blossom act in this talent show that uh-huh. we did not get to see. <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn. I'm pretty mad about it. Hopefully they have some deleted scenes um so they take to the stage and perform like an 80s synth pop version of no it's not oh yeah donna summers yeah and uh and they keep uh they it was nice of them to keep veronica in the show i wrote that really yeah also i think the biggest twist of the series so far is that veronica's coming in 
with a deep alto. Like I was like, yeah, I, think, I was surprised by that. Yeah, I was. Like, Do we think there's no way she that actress is that voice? Do I we wonder. Think? Because they would have, I feel like they would have shown her singing more. But you don't think yeah. they did Disney style casting where they made sure to cast young That'd and stupid also? That'd be interesting to look into. Because I also and thought it's such like, a musical show. Yeah, this episode for sure. Yeah, I wonder. Because I, I was shocked by the register of her voice. I loved it. I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh my god. Yeah. yeah, now they gotta keep her. She sings in like the brown note. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that yeah. audience was a mess. Um, and then so. We get the Jughead overlay. Uh, With the music in the background? Yeah, the music great. in the back- love that. background. Or sorry, overlaying Bughead is what I wrote. Right. Yeah. We get the music in the background and them exploring the car. They find it. They find a brick of drugs. Yeah, a and brick. Betty goes, what are those yeah. drugs? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are those? Like, drugs. you know, Betty, you're not that dumb. Mm-hmm. I find... know, and she takes enough. Like, yeah, yeah, it's oh, true. She's, she's heavily enough. medicated. She is like a one-woman opioid crisis. Yeah, I feel like deep down, there's like some like the fog has something in it that's making everyone. There's something in the sweet water. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. Maple syrup is isn't maple syrup. It's yeah. black tar. <laughs> Yo, that's yeah. the twist. Yeah, I know um, about that. And then they find Jason's Letterman jacket. They find the drugs. Jughead smartly love that he took pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank, thank God, someone has a camera and a brain in this show. And then we get an interesting POV shot of someone lurking. Yeah, the in classic the, horror shot there. In okay, the bushes. we have so little time. Okay, let's just keep going. So Josie's dad gets up and leaves. Asshole, right? Did, did, For sure. Who, 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 who? Biggest who? asshole. Why? They're mm-hmm. they're kids. Yeah. Why? Mm-hmm. The world's biggest asshole. Uh, the AV Club review was really smart. It said like this character is living proof that if Seb in La La Land was played by a black guy, he'd still be. Just as insufferable. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. He is awful. Uh, what else happened? Kevin comes out in a ruffled tux. Yep, looking great. Yeah. And calls them Josie and the Pussycats, long tails and ears for hats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They were great. Veronica yeah. goes back to her mothering role of Archie that stage. Yeah, she we get the... Little... Sorry, sorry. No, please. We get the, like, Friday Night... Did you guys watch Friday Night Lights? No, I've seen a few episodes. What, is she okay, Tammy? So get... No, no, I was oh. going to say, like, the music is, like, straight up a rip of Explosions in the Sky, and it comes on, like, full board there, and I'm all about that. Like, yeah. any Friday Night Lights stuff we got in there, it's She great. calls him My Troubadour, which was cute. Yeah. See, like, I... like. I know Archie Betty, but like when she calls him like Archie Kins or does the things the like that, like great I like callbacks. That. I like it too. And she gives him the little pep talk he needs to get his ass on stage, and finally he does one thing alone for the first time yeah. and performs. While and... he's performing, because whatever, mm-hmm. um, Sheriff Keller is apparently also the school hall monitor. <laughs> yeah, apparently Buckhead. he lives in the school. Yeah. And Betty has his cell phone number because <laughs> he goes, "Got your text." Yeah. <laughs> oh, I did not know. Yeah, yeah, there are a lot of like this town what is, a little too small. is happening. Who? Why do you have the sheriff? I love how you like all of these buildings are connected, and all of oh, these people no, are like related. Yeah, yeah, oh, for sure. It's full city members. That yeah, like, <laughs> that's why they're all like dummies because they're all like products of incest. No, it's because Betty is Kevin's like friend. So, yeah, so the dad. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. But still, he shouldn't be at the school that late. Just a moment. Yeah. And then when Jughead's running off, symbolic moment. She looks at the speaker, speaker, and like and yeah. things like Archie. But um, thankfully, he goes with Jaggy. Oh, my God. and thankfully, Archie comes out and uh, immediately, like wordlessly, just um, kisses Val. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he's the god. That's the scene I was thinking of before. It's like a slow motion walk. Everyone's like, "You rule, Archie! Yeah. Now we love you because you sang." Yeah, I know the mean job. Yeah, like <laughs> that standing ovation made my spine shiver. It was <laughs> that did not warrant that reaction. So Archie and Val have their kiss, and then Veronica runs into her mom and Fred, and Fred, yeah. dum dum. 
lets the beans spill. Yeah. And, and Veronica finds out that her mom forged her signature to give him the contract. And for the second time in one episode, she was like, I was about to apologize, but how could you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, then we see Josie crying in the school bathroom in like the most melodramatic way, which I actually loved. It was like one of those like, <laughs> yeah. and her mom's oh, like hugging great. her face. It was really lots good. of bad parent child endings yeah. of this episode. That was some vulnerability I could go for. Yeah, and then um, we see the car, which full lost highway is just on a fire. Flame. Yeah, and Jughead's narration jumps back in here, and we have the outro talking about fear. Fear. Fear is scary. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like like this is as as they find the uh, the stuff in the car, or they find the car and it's on fire, and he starts up again, and then Jughead starts saying all these things like, I don't know, it seemed like he like had just like found a thesaurus or something. <laughs> I wrote it down. He said, alone, bereft, unmoored. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, calm down, Jughead. This is like... <laughs> But I guess like it's like things like this that make me believe this is this is the book because what other kind of like person could speak like oh, this? Yeah. And that's for sure. Cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> Polly jumped, there's blood on the window. Yeah, Polly broke out of her asylum room and Jughead's <laughs> Jughead's cute line is what will she do next? She's cheap. This really is cuckoo's nest. Yeah. yeah. Full She's on, yeah, cheap. she escaped through the window. Yeah. She probably smashed a sink through. Oh yeah, the sink's got she smothered someone right before yeah so that's where the episode uh, wraps up we gotta say goodbye for today because we're Being getting ushered out okay, of the library okay quick count of three we're all gonna say our rating we rate What's episodes on many? a scale of six of Archie's abs six. so okay. one to six I would say are we gonna do on the count of three no okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like for me this episode was five abs it improved on the last one yeah I give it 5.1 abs you got like a little between oh, ab in there that's, that's good yeah. uh, I'm also gonna do five yeah, yeah, I this is a good it. app. They came back strong, and I, I'm, I'm liking it, and I, I'm excited to see what happens with Polly if she can deliver her performance a little bit more strong. And deliver her baby. <laughs> yes, Ooh. true. Um, yeah, so thanks for listening, guys. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at Riverdale Recap. Um, rate, Did comment, Lanny, and subscribe. Do you want to plug, yeah, plug your Twitter? Yeah, at Lanny for Realster, like yeah. Foster with real in between there. <laughs> All right, so yeah, give us some follows and some tweets and comments and uh we'll see you next week